Hello everybody and welcome to the Christian Corner. <laughs> I am your host, Reverend Isaac Middleton, and we have a treat for you today. So after this short intermission, we will get started with today's service. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. May God bless and keep you, always.
to the historic Calvary CME Church. <laughs> uh, welcome to worship this morning. I am leader, Reverend Isaac Middleton, and we're going to go ahead and get started with some song. And the name of this song is Nothing But the Blood by KCJ. Welcome to worship this morning. On this 4th of July weekend, this communion weekend, this glorious weekend that God given us today. Amen. <laughs> welcome, welcome, and welcome. If God be for me, who can be against me? If God is with me, who shall I? adores me I am safe I am loved I am here what shall we say to these things so much violence it's getting hard to believe and what shall we say to these things? So many people hurt with broken esteem. So many questions, but still.
who are able, please bow your heads. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to be here today, Lord God, to be able to hear your word as we endeavor to incorporate your word into our everyday life, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to be able to celebrate this 4th of July weekend, Lord God, this communion weekend, Lord God, to be able to see each other and worship you, Lord God, even though it may be virtually. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity. Lord, continue to help us, lead us, and guide us, Lord God. Lord, bless each and every one of us and every family represented thereof, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being in our life, Lord God, day in and day out, night in and night out, for protecting us against things we know of and for protecting us against things we not know of, Lord God. Thank you for carrying us, being our shelter and being there for us, Lord God. Lord, you're awesome and you're worthy to be praised. Lord, we love you. Thank you for helping us lead us and guide us. Continue to help us lead us and guide us, Lord God. We ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. I will be reading the scripture this morning. The scripture is from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. I'll be reading from the New International Version. <clears throat> In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. I have read Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of this word. And as we move on, it is now time for our offering of bill. We at Calvary would like to thank everyone that has given 
We thank you. We thank you all for blessing Calvary. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12, for if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does to what one does not have. So again, we thank you. And if you would like to give to Calvary, we have three ways that you can give to us. We have our cash app that you can give to us. And our cash tag is dollar sign Calvary CME Pasadena. We also have GiveLafly. If you look us up on GiveLafly, you can look us up under Calvary Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. We are the only CME in Pasadena. You can also mail in your checks to us at Calvary CME Church, 135 Glorietta Street, Pasadena, California, 91103. Once again, we thank you all, and may God continue to bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Scott, for that wonderful and excellent offering appeal. To give you an opportunity to give, we'll play a small segment of our Psalm uh, 23 is by Common Hymnal. The name of the song is called Our Psalm 23. Some of our announcements for today, um, the Route 66 service is next Sunday. The Route 66 service is next Sunday at 3 p.m. The Route 66 service is next Sunday at 3 p.m. Our chairperson is Sister Anna Woods, so please uh, contact her in regards to that. Route 66 service next Sunday. It's next Sunday at 3 p.m. Okay. Uh, there will not be a church conference this afternoon. 
church conference has been moved to Thursday at 3 p.m. The church conference will not be today. It will be, uh, has been moved to Thursday at 3 p.m. Church conference is at 3 p.m. Okay. Um, tomorrow, Monday, there will be no prayer, no Monday prayer due to the holidays. There will not be a Monday prayer meeting tomorrow due to the holidays. Okay. There will not be a Monday prayer. All right. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to contact me uh, in regards to any of the announcements or to the particular person that I've mentioned for any particular program that will be happening this next week. Okay. All right. Now, this next speaker or the speaker of the hour, amen. Uh, she, her name is Reverend Andrea Dre, uh, Brayboy, and uh, in Psalms 107, 1 through 2 states, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. This scripture embodies the testimony and ministry of Reverend Andrea Brayboy. Raised in Riverside, California, she is a lifelong member of Amos Temple. Andrea received the call to ministry at the age of 19, but, but wandered away to do things her own way. Those poor decisions led to abuse, pain, depression, and financial burdens. She has since come full circle to experience the salvation, healing, restoration, and love of Jesus Christ. Reverend Brayboy is passionate about sharing her gifts through inner accessory uh, prayer, leading worship and studying God's word. She loves the Lord and serves diligently and faithfully to empower people of all ages and live up to their full potential in Christ. Her prayer is that others may come to know that no matter how far you go, Jesus is there to pick you back up. Andrea is a graduate of California State University, San Bernardino, with bachelor's of arts degree in business administration and attending William Woods University for her master's of business administration MBA. She is a current employee of the County of San Bernardino as a program specialist in the Human Resource Department. Married to Christopher Brayboy, she is the mother of two sons, Terrell, Ter Terrell and Xavier, and a daughter of George Taylor and Reverend Wanda Taylor. So after this next song, you will be delighted to hear our speaker of the hour, Reverend Andrea Brayboy. And the next song that will come is <clears throat> Won't He Do It <laughs> by Carolyn Hawthorne. Amen. That is the next song that you will hear. And after this next selection, you'll hear the speaker, which is Andrea, Reverend Andrea Brayboy. Thank <laughs> you. 
nobody stopping my shine They try to break me, try to take me out But I got Jesus on my side Felt so bad I thought I would die But ain't no power stronger than the one that came and laid down his life And I got mountains to climb But the enemy can't stop me Cause there's a calling on my life So when I'm crying, don't last too long Cause he gon' step in and make it alright I don't know about you. I'm grateful this morning and I got to give God praise for all the things that he has done. All the things that he didn't do that I wanted him to do that were bad for me. And then all the things that he's going to do for me in the future, just because he's a good God. Amen. God is good. Won't he do it? Hallelujah. I love that song. I was laughing because my husband's always rolling around to that CD playing. So it just made me laugh. (laughs) Amen. Giving honor to God who I love dearly. I just love him. And I've decided to serve him and follow him to our bishop. 
Bishop Stewart and his lovely wife, uh, Mrs. M. Arlene Stewart, and to my presiding elder, Reverend Marshall Sharp, who I'm building this really beautiful relationship with, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful, but I'll tell you how that relationship started. The relationship started a few years ago when I was at annual conference and I saw this lady walk by me with the most beautiful salt and pepper fro that I've ever seen in my life. And I followed her to the women's restroom and I said, I want to have hair like you. <laughs> and come to find out, that's our elder's wife. So I praise God for her and I'm looking to get some, some hair tips from her. Those of you that don't know, my natural hair journey is kind of important to me. So um, yeah, she's, she's my shiro in that aspect. And, and last but certainly not least, I wanna give um, honor to my pastor who is here with me today, Reverend Dr. Daryl J. Wesley, who just preached his heart out earlier this morning, but I just praise God that even though he preached his heart out, he's here with me, supporting me, along with my brother, Reverend Ken Lindsay, and my mama who was on the, the Zoom, Reverend Wanda Taylor, I praise God for my mama, amen, amen. So with that being said, let's go ahead and, 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 and get into God's word. I think he has a word for us this morning. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We come to you today and we open ourselves up to you this morning so that we may learn and understand a little bit more about you, that we may glean from your word, and that may we may receive a rhema word unto today, Father. Right now, I open myself up to you, and I ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit, and that I speak only on your behalf, that I say only what thus saith the Lord, and that you guide my tongue right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you, and I praise you, and we consider all things done well in your darling son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So again, as uh, Brother Scott beautifully read, we're in Acts, the first chapter, verses one through nine, and this is a familiar passage. So let's go ahead and just read it fairly quickly. It begins, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. I would like for you to prayerfully consider for the next couple of minutes the sermon topic mission possible mission possible and if my husband would play this video I want you to watch this short video real quick and then we'll come right back amen Your mission, your mission, should you accept it, steal from destroy shadows of the assembled team. As always, should you or any member of your armed force be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. Good luck, Mr. Hunt. 
light diffuse. Welcome back, brother. As at this moment, any action is unsanctioned. This is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. Difficult to be a walk in the park. Benji! Open the door! I'm trying. Oh my god! The other door! Mission Impossible movies on Blu-ray. Also available on Digital HD. Morning, Mr. Hamilton. All right. Man, our multi-talented sister. <laughs> We're trying to trying to do some things over here. Amen. So, as you just saw, Mission Impossible. It's one of the greatest American spy classics. It originated as a TV show and then it became this huge film series that has earned over $27 billion in the whole franchise. As you saw, there's multiple movies and I think a newer movie came out since that um, promotion was released. The plot always surrounds the leader of the impossible mission force, the IMF. And the IMF team is always given an impossible mission to stop the enemy force, all while preventing an impending global disaster. They have a lot of responsibilities on their hand. But over and over and over, the IMF proves that Mission Impossible really, in fact, is Mission Possible. There are a couple conditions for this mission, though. Number one, it's voluntary. Those of you that knew the TV show or are familiar with the, with the movie, they always say your mission if you choose to accept it. But we've never seen an episode yet where they say, you know what, peace out. I'm not taking that. <laughs> That's a little bit too tough. And then number two, which is really caught my eye as I was studying was, they always say, if you are caught or killed, the secretary will disavow knowledge of your actions. Basically saying, if you're caught or killed, they don't know you. They're not gonna stand by you, not gonna stand by your family. They're going to disavow you and turn their back to you. And the funny thing about this is that the IMF, we assume that this is what they're paid to do, but there's never an incentive shared at the end. Like this is what you'll get once you stop these criminals. They never get an incentive. And then to make all matters worse, I know in the TV show they used to do it, as soon as he finished listening to the tape, the tape would self-destruct, <laughs> meeting no evidence of it. So they were basically on their own. But here we are in Acts, the first chapter. And Jesus has been walking with them for 40 days after his resurrection. And he's giving them the final instructions before they start mission possible. So just as the IMF proves over and over that mission impossible is in fact possible, Jesus is doing the same thing. I'm going to send you out in the world to be my witnesses, which may seem impossible, but I'm going to equip you to make this mission possible. Well, what is he gonna equip them with? 
he equips them and he equips us for our mission with three things. And in this scripture, he gives us the source, he gives us the force, and he gives us the course. The source, the force, and the course, all of which work together to make our mission possible. So let's start with the first thing, and that's the source. So what is the source? We find it in the second and the fourth and fifth verse. We talk about it. It's the Holy Spirit. The second verse, Jesus, we acknowledge, or Paul is acknowledging that Jesus's ministry and his teachings were given through the Holy Spirit. So the same spirit that was inside of Jesus as he was walking those three and a half years in ministry and preaching and healing and teaching that same Holy Spirit, he then promises for us. And in verses four and five, he instructs the apostles and the other followers, I'm going to make note of that, and the other followers, not just the apostles, to stay back into Jerusalem so that they may receive this source, which is the Holy Spirit. What does the Spirit help us do? Well, this is the same Spirit again that dwelled in Jesus, which means that it is the Spirit of wisdom and knowledge. And that's found in Isaiah, the 11th chapter, verse number two, it says, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Amen. It also says that the spirit identifies us as children of God. That's found in Romans 8, 9. It says, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So again, in order for us to be successful in mission possible, we have to have the source, which is the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit does other things. The word of God shares that the Holy Spirit binds us together as a family of believers. That's in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verse 13. It says, for in one spirit, we were baptized in one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink from one spirit. So how are we going to do mission possible in our communities, in our neighborhoods, or even in our families if we don't have the source? That if we don't have the source, we cannot work together. If we don't have the source, we can't be unified. It is through the spirit, through the source that we find our unity and we're able to walk together as one. Amen. Last but not least, the spirit is that that gives us the fruits, the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. And we know those to be true and they're found in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 22 and 23. But we also know that without the spirit, we reap the opposite of, right? And the opposites of those fruits are the fruits of the flesh, the works of the flesh, which are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, and other things like these. And then he goes on to say in Galatians, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So while the IMF never got acknowledgement of what their reward was going to be, we know what our reward is going to be. We know that we will inherit the kingdom of God and we will be taken up with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as long as we take on the spirit and the source that we need day by day to what? Be successful in mission 
possible. Amen. So the second thing that we need is we need the force. The force. I'm, I, I used to be a Star Wars person when I was younger, the original Star Wars. I haven't gotten into the new ones yet. I'm behind, and I think me and my husband started The Mandalorian, haven't finished it. Anyway, we all know what the force is, right? May the force be with you. <laughs> but in this, you know, in the IMF, they have lots of gadgets and tools. They have people looking out for them. Um, they have a force. They have, they have uh, weapons and things that they have at their discretion to use. But Jesus is telling them the same thing. He's telling them once you get the source, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will then give you the force, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. Dunamis power, right? So power in the Greek, again, is the word dunamis. It's a, it's a noun. And it means physical power, force, might, ability, efficacy, being efficient at what you can do. But the definition that I liked was the ability to perform. So let's insert that into verse number eight, shall we? But you will receive the ability to perform when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So basically, if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, you are unable to perform. You are inessential to the kingdom of God. You cannot advance the kingdom of God and you can't enact change in your life, in your community or in your surroundings without the power. You don't have the power alone to bear the good fruit that we talked about earlier. That's why we get ourselves in trouble. Like my brother, Reverend Middleton just read. On my own, when I take the wheel, I drive to the land of self-destruction. Remember that rap song, self-destruction, you're headed for self-destruction. That was me, because I didn't have the power to steer any other direction. <laughs> I didn't even have this, the power, the, there was no power steering in my car at all. <laughs> it was stuck in one direction, which was self-destruction, but it is by the spirit, by the source, that gave the force for me to see that I needed to lend over everything in my life over to Jesus Christ for that he had the power to steer my life into a new direction. It wasn't me. He had the power to, to take care of my children. He has the power to heal my mom. He has the power to protect our church. He has the power to get us to and fro and to do it safely. Only through the power of the spirit can we see great miracles happen in our lives and in the lives of others. Amen. John 15 verses four and five says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, but it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
Apart from me, you have no power. And apart from me, you have no ability to perform. Amen? Without the power, you're facing mission impossible. With the power, you've now changed the dynamic from impossible to possible. And the third, the third thing that Jesus gives us in, in these final instructions right before he ascends into heaven, he gives the course. He gives the course to the apostles and the additional followers. I'm going to keep saying that because we learn later on, after you read past verse nine, you see that they have to elect another apostle to replace Judas. Amen. And of that, the just a little sidebar of that, one of the the criteria was that they had to be a man that walked with them from the beginning with Jesus to the end through his resurrection, which means that there were more people than just the 12 disciples because they had two gentlemen that met that criteria that they had an election for. So we're going to say he gives all of his followers a roadmap on the course of action that they should take in being a witness for him. He mentions four different places. He mentions Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So let's break this down. What does Jerusalem represent? Well, to them, it represented their home. For us, home, family, our immediate family, those that are around us. Judea, those are the kinfolk. That's the outlining land. That's our community. Friends, coworkers, neighborhood. Samaria, even outside of that, what did they represent? Their enemies, outcasts, those that are marginalized, strangers that they didn't want to know. And then number four, the uttermost parts of the earth. What does that represent? The unknown wherever God speaks to us, when he gives us our mission, wherever he tells us to go, that's not familiar to us. Let's flip this a little bit though. For those of you that may have differing situations, I'm sensitive of that and I'm, fami I'm familiar with it. Some people don't have close family. When they think of home, they don't have pleasant thoughts. But you know what, Jerusalem, although it represents home, it also represents the place where Jesus was crucified, a place that brought him great pain. However, even though it brought Jesus and his followers great pain, he still gave them instructions that that's where you're going to go first. Home. Second, Judea. That represents our community, family, friends, and coworkers. But if we flip it for those that may not have had good experiences in their community. That's where Jesus was rejected. That's where Jesus wasn't accepted. That's where Jesus heard chants, crucify him, crucify him, by his own, where they turned their back on him. So for those of you that don't have positive feelings, positive, th those words don't resonate joy and happiness, you know what? 
resonate joy and happiness with Jesus either. But he still gave the instruction that that's where you're going to go. You're going to go to Jerusalem. You're going to go to Judea. You're going to go to Samaria, which is your enemies. And you're going to go to the uttermost parts of the earth, wherever I send you. The ecclesia, the Greek word for the church, it means the assembly of the called Christians gathered for worship. They should be united in spirit, moving in power to check off all four areas of this course. Calvary, I ask you today, united as a body of believers, as the ecclesia in your community of Pasadena, are you checking off these boxes? Are you reaching Jerusalem? Are you reaching Judea, Samaria, and the utmost parts of the earth? Are you following the course that Jesus set out before you? Are you doing your part to come together and to stand in the source so that you can have the force, so that you can actively and successfully move through the course? The good news is that Jesus promised to never disavow us like the leaders told the IMF. If we get caught preaching the gospel, if we stand up and we're bold to preach that Jesus is Lord of our lives and that he can change anything and that he can turn a thing into something, he doesn't disavow us. He brings us into his fold and he gives us his promises of his kingdom. He gives us the reward. Matthew 28, 16 through 20 gives us the great commission but I'm going to start at verse 16 because it explains a little bit more. It says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee. So the Great Commission was given again after Jesus' resurrection. They're a little wounded. They're hurt. They've experienced some pain. They were just weeping that their Savior had died. And now they're rejoicing and a little bit confused that he's walking with them. Amen. So there's 11 of them. They went to Galilee. And to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age, which means he is with you. He is not disavowing you. He has never left you and he will continue to hold your hand as long as you remain in his will and do what he is told you to do if he the king of kings and lord of lords the one and true living god who still lives today promised to be with us then we know that we can accept mission possible because he will never give us a mission that is impossible for us to succeed in Philippians 4.13 is one of our favorite verses. But when we look at it from the perspective and the lens of the fact that he's equipped us, then we know boldly that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. 
We can speak to anybody. We can go in our communities. We can face our pain. We can face our hurts. We can face our traumas. And through the spirit of God, not only can we be healed, but we can use our testimony to heal others. We can grow our churches. We can help meet needs when we see needs. And we can love on people that haven't experienced the love of God. If you go a little further past verse nine, after Jesus was taken to the sky, they said, verse number 10. So they were standing there looking intently up at the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood be beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking at the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him went to heaven. Once Jesus does a miracle in us, once Jesus turns our life around, we can't just stand there and stare at the sky expecting things to change. We have to put our hands to the plow and get on the good foot and start moving along the course that God has put us, has sent for us to do. The work that he's passed to our hands, we have to do it. We can't look at the sky waiting for something to happen. Faith without works is dead. We must work. The angels came down and said, what are you staring at the sky for? He told you where to go, go there. And then once you get the gift that he sent to you, get to work. And that's what I'm challenging you today, Calvary. Do you have the source? Do you have the force? And are you paying attention to the that is laid out in front of you? Are you paying attention to the destination God wants you to serve? Are you paying attention to the people that are around you that need your help, that need a kind word, that need prayer, that need deliverance, that need healing, that need salvation? Are you paying attention to them? Are you serving the marginalized? Or are you just within your own walls only and not reaching outside of the walls? So today, Anybody who doesn't know Jesus, I just implore you. Jesus is here to turn your life around. Jesus is here to take the wheel. And where there may not be auto steering, he has all power in his hand to turn that wheel with his pinky. And he can change your direction 180 degrees. Wherever you're at, if you give your life to Jesus, he will turn it around and he will make all ways straight. But then once he makes your life straight, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to stare at the sky and expect things to happen? Or are you going to get to work? God is calling you to get to work. Those of you that may identify that you've fallen off the course, that you haven't put your hands to the plow, that you haven't been available to your brothers and sisters, that you haven't been praying like you ought, like maybe you haven't been reading your word like you ought to do. Right now, God is saying, get back to work and get on course. Amen. I want you to know that God can change your days from sorrow to joy. And it is only by his power that these things happen. It is only by his power that we experience healing in our body.
And it's only by his power that we were able that we are able to get through every day, each and every day. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We magnify you on today, Lord. We lift you up, Father. We thank you. We thank you for this word. We thank you. We thank you that you've given us mission possible. You didn't say that the road would be easy. If it was easy, then you wouldn't need to equip us with any weapons or any strength or any power that is of you. We would be able to do it by our own might. But we know that it is not by might, not by our power, but it is by your spirit that we are able to accomplish everything that you have given us to do, Father. Right now, we turn our lives over to you. Lord, if there's anybody that doesn't know you right now, we ask that they accept their mission today. And the first step to accepting their mission is becoming a member of the team. It's accepting that you are Lord and Savior of their life, that you died on the cross and that you were raised from the dead. And when you were raised from the dead, you raised with all power in your hands. And once they turn their life over to you, that that power is made available to them, no matter where they're at right now, no matter what dark times they seem to be looking at right now, no matter what confusion they may have in their minds, no matter what illness is in their body, you have the power to correct it all. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you open their mind and open their hearts right now to receive you right now as Lord and Savior of their life. Lord, for those of us that may have gotten off the course, COVID may have taken us off the course. We stop focusing on what it is that you want us to do right now. We open ourselves up and say, Lord, we are available to you. We are here to do your will. We're here to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others, in the lives of the community, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. Lord, we say, send us, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, for those of us that don't know what our specific mission is, we open ourselves to your spirit right now, to the source, so that we may be clearly told what it is that you would have us to do that there be no more confusion, that there be no more sitting on the fence, that there be no more waiting to be put in by the coach, that you already put us into the game and we need to get to work, Lord, and play our position right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, for those that are looking for a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, Lord, those that need a fellowship right now, we open up the doors of Calvary and we say, we say that we welcome you here at Calvary CME. We welcome you here. We will show you love. We will be brothers and sisters who will come in and lift your arms up when your arms get tired, when life seems to be burdensome. We will come beside you and, and walk with you in prayer and in support and in community so that we may change our community united together and walk side by side. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your love. And we thank you that you do all things well. Lord, we pray these things in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The source, the force, and the course. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Brayboy. Amen. Thank you on behalf of our elder and pastor, Marshall Sharp Jr. and uh, his lovely wife, Sister Aura Sharp, and all of the members and officers 
of Calvary. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Thank you. We're moving on to our communion service uh, to give you an opportunity to get your elements, uh, whether it be juice, bread, crackers, or even water. I'm give you opportunity to get those. I'm gonna play a small segment of um, song while you do that. And it's uh, going to be uh, our Psalm 23. Amen. So while you're doing that, I'm going to uh, play this song. Amen. When our lives are filled with questions and our souls are restless, you're our friend. We will follow you regardless. We will sing your promise, heaven's melody. Oh, and it is so sweet. When we're lost, when it's hard, when we're tired and the future's dark, why should we fear when we know you're near? The Lord is our shepherd. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You never left us. 
All right. I'm hopeful that everyone were able to get their sacraments at this time. And uh, I will start off with the uh, prayer of consecration, then we will go into the general confession. Prayer of consecration. Almighty God, our Father, our Heavenly Father, who thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the world, and did institute and in his holy gospel commanded us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat this my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. The general confession, I will read it slow, so if you choose to say it along with me, you can do so. Almighty God, Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our many-fold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. Most merciful Father, for thy Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ's sake. Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may hereafter serve and please thee in the newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. At this time, get your bread, please. and break your bread in half. The body of the Lord Jesus Christ was given for thee, 
preserve thy soul and body unto everlasting life. Take and eat this in remembrance that Christ died for thee. Eat it at this time, please. And feed on him in thy heart by faith with thanksgiving. Okay, at this time, please get your uh, juice, water, whatever you may have. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for thee, preserve thy soul and body unto everlasting life. Drink, drink at this time. Drink this in remembrance that Christ's blood was shed for thee and be thankful. I'm gonna read really quickly the prayer of acceptance and then uh, we'll move from there. The prayer of acceptance. O Lord and heavenly Father, we thy humble servants desire thy fatherly goodness mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy son, Jesus Christ, and through the faith in his blood, we and thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins. And there and here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee. Humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we be unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bolden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom in the unity of the Holy Ghost all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father, world without end. Amen. 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 And uh, just wanted to say thank you again to Reverend Brayboy for that excellent sermon. Um, and also wanted to acknowledge Reverend Eric Carpenter, Reverend Taylor uh, as well. Uh, and all those, all of our guests, <laughs> all of our guests also. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful and excellent 4th of July weekend. I'm going to do the benediction. <clears throat> May the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be among you 
and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Have a wonderful and blessed day. And uh, thank you again. And I'm going to conclude with a song. Amen. God bless. Thank you, guys. Wonderful. Work. Thank you, Reverend Middleton, for everything that you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. Great job, Reverend Bray. I bless you, Reverend Middleton. Thank you. Great job. Thank Amen. You. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for having me today. Amen. 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 Right. God.